Welcome to Daily Drive Time Devotions. Hi, I'm Pastor Tom Holliday. We're looking together at the book of 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 this week, day 1 of our look at this chapter, verses 1 to 3. It's a chapter. 1 Thessalonians 4 is a chapter that's all about the pursuit of excellence in our lives as believers. We're going to talk this week about how to pursue excellence, real excellence, how God brings that kind of excellence into our daily lives. Everything that Paul has to talk about as he wrote to these new young Christians in Thessalonica is about faith, how to live the faith life that God wants you to live, how to live the excellent life that God has made you to live. As I read this passage, there is something for me in every line of this passage, it seems. There is a way for me to live out the life of faith. Beginning in verse 1, verse 1 says of chapter 4, Finally, brothers, we instructed you how to live in order to please God as in fact you are living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. That last couple of words, more and more, that's important. In the New American Standard, it says that you may excel still more. And it echoes again in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 10, we urge you, brethren, to excel still more, again, to do it more and more. When the Bible says something twice, then you begin to think, there is something I better listen to. God's trying to get my attention. And so this week, we're going to listen to what God has to say about excellence in this chapter, because God's call is a call to excellence. I think any of us appreciate someone who has excellence as a goal anywhere in our society. When you see excellence expressed, there's something exciting about it. It might be in a sports world where you see a baseball catch or in the art world where you see a white canvas come alive or a rough stone become real or in music where a composer writes a symphony in his mind and then watches it play out on paper and then in an orchestra, or in science, travels into space, discoveries on other planets, something in the tiniest atom that we find, and we end that discovery, there is some kind of excellence. And there is something about excellence that awes me, that awes us. The most important place to build excellence into our lives is excellence when it comes to our faith. We should settle for nothing less. I remember once seeing a sermon being preached on excellence. It was on the Christian life of excellence, and the title was misspelled on the sermon notes. Sometimes we act like that as believers. We act like, well, I want to be excellent, but but Jesus will understand. He'll forgive. If I make any effort, even a little small effort, that'll be all right. Well, Jesus appreciates anything that we give to him, but he calls us to a life of excellence. That famous quote from D.L. Moody, the world has yet to see what God could do through one completely committed man. By the grace of God, I will be that man. God calls us to that kind of commitment. And this chapter, in fact, all of 1 Thessalonians, is for the unsatisfied. A run-of-the-mill faith or an off-the-rack religion is not what this book is about. It's about those who desire a genuine excellence in their faith, a real faith in a real world. And Paul points out in the beginning of this chapter two primary decisions that you and I can make for attaining excellence in our lives. I think you're going to be surprised. This is one of those chapters where two or three times as you look through it, you think, I'd never thought of it that way. In verse two, Paul talks about the growth in excellence when he says, for you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. And in verse three, it is God's will that you be sanctified. God's will is your sanctification. Before we even get into the specifics, we have to start there. God's will 
is your sanctification. You want to know God's will? A lot of people want to know God's will. What's God's will for my life? Well, here it is. It is your sanctification. God's will is that you should be sanctified. It is other things, but it says here very powerfully that God's will for your life is to make you more like Jesus Christ. The word sanctification means growth. It means becoming more and more like Christ in our lives, in our attitudes, in our heart, in our actions. In fact, there are three words that you need to be aware of when it comes to your salvation in Jesus Christ, justification, sanctification, and glorification. There are words that you have to come back to again and again, and these are three words with salvation that you have to come back to again and again, justification, sanctification, and glorification. Justification is what happened the moment you became a Christian. All your sins were wiped out. God forgave you of everything. He justified you. He made you right in his presence. The technical meaning of justification is being declared not guilty. You are justified. The book of Romans talks a lot about justification. In fact, if you haven't done a study of Romans yet in Drive Time Devotions, I'd encourage you after you finish this study to go to the Saddleback Church website and do that study next. It's all about justification. Justification is God declaring you're not guilty. And then sanctification is the process of growing in the Christian faith. And these verses say that's God's will. That is something that is happening right now in your life as a believer. And glorification is what will inevitably happen when we go to be with God in heaven. It is God's promised glory in his future. In glorification, we become instantly like Jesus Christ, and we enjoy God's presence for all eternity. All three are important. Justification is once for all. It's done with. And now that you're a believer, sanctification is, well, it's the words we just looked at. It's more and more. It is excelling still more. That's what this passage is all about. It's about how I grow in the Christian faith. And so God's will is your sanctification. And then glorification is that future hope that we look forward to. And when it comes to sanctification, as we talk about this more and more, just as we begin this chapter, because I've had some questions, people write in about this. It's important to remember that there are two focuses of sanctification. As the Bible talks about sanctification in the New Testament, it talks about the fact that sanctification is once and complete the moment we become a believer. It's already decided that we're going to become like Jesus Christ, but it's also something that is day-to-day and continuing. A lot of times people ask me, and I've heard questions about this the last few weeks as we've been going through these verses of 1 Thessalonians together. Is it one or the other? Is it something that's going on day to day? Am I growing day to day? Or is it something that God has promised that will happen at the end of time? You might remember a few weeks ago, we looked at the idea that we are looking forward to that day when we'll stand blameless in his presence, that promise. Which is it? Well, it is both. Now, I know that's a paradox, and I know for some of you it's difficult to live with these kind of paradoxes, but in the Bible, God is more than willing to confuse our minds a little bit with the truth. I say that a little tongue-in-cheek, but what I'm saying is this is a truth that is above and beyond us. It is greater than us. God is making us holy, but God has already made us holy. The word sanctification, by the way, comes from the root word of holy, It has the idea of God making us different, God making us holy, God making us more and more like himself. And throughout the New Testament, we are taught that the moment we became a believer, the moment you became a believer, immediately God decided that he was going to make you like his son, Jesus Christ. And he's heading you towards that moment when you will stand in his presence like his son. That is a joy that we look forward to. But God also 
is working in your life moment by moment in this world to make you more like his son, Jesus Christ. He's making you holy towards that day when you will be holy. Now, you might think, well, what, what's the use of making me holy now? I mean, why not just look forward to that day? I do not know all the ways that these two truths interplay with each other, but I do know that they do. I know that as I cooperate with God's process now, I trust him in faith, that it looks forward to that day when he's going to make me holy with his son, and it increases, it magnifies that day. And I know that as I look forward to that day when I'm going to be holy in his presence, it inspires me today to become more and more holy and grow in him. It takes both of these truths in order to grow to become more and more like Jesus Christ, to be encouraged in that growth. God's will is your sanctification. And as we begin this week and take a look at some practical truths that God has to teach us about sanctification, I would like to pray for you. I'd like to pray for you and your growth and your faith. Lord, I pray that as we look together at your word, that you would use your word to help us to grow in faith. Jesus taught us in his prayer right before he died that he wants to grow us, he wants to sanctify us, and that your word is truth. You use your word to help us to grow. So I pray, Lord, even as we read these verses, as we think about what they mean in our daily lives, you'd help us to see, not just with understanding, but you'd help us to see with life change. Help us to see how these truths could begin to infect, to affect our daily lives, to impact us in ways that make a difference. Jesus, we want to change. We want to grow. But we can't do it on our own. It's you who make us more and more holy. And so we come to you and we trust in you. We ask that you would do in us what we cannot do in ourselves. And we pray that we would give all that we can to you so that you can do that in us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, tomorrow, Paul goes straight at one of the two keys to sanctification that are at the beginning of this chapter. We're going to be looking together at verses 3 to 8. 